Roger, as you can imagine, me and my peers and, and, and my, I can imagine the conversations you have, whether around the boardroom table or the braai, are typically characterized about how tough things are in South Africa. But I do understand as we reflect on Black Friday sales and uh, some of the insights you have for us regarding our consumer levels of re- resilience, it sounds as though South Africans, we continue to get by. Yeah, absolutely, Google. Thanks, man. You know, we've been running this survey since 2020 April um, and uh, across 20 countries. And the reason that we've been running it is to get a sense of, you know, what customer sentiments are saying and how they intend to spend. And you, you referenced earlier to sort of the COVID period. And it's interesting to see from since those days and how behavior shifted from those days to where customers find themselves now. And, you know, you mentioned at the outset, consumers facing a lot of headwinds, uh, challenges, but there seems to be some resilience coming through. Um, Having said that, there is also a lot of anxiety in the system. Mm -hmm. And I think what's going to happen is that um, consumers are going to make choices in terms of how they spend their money and where. I find this so intriguing because first thing I would think of is what's driving the sentiment? It's been a tough year all around. What's making things change this festive season? Yeah, interesting. You know, if we look at the, you know, what we call the anxiety net index, uh, which is in our survey, you can see that, um, you know, we measure anxiety levels on a month to month basis. Mm-hmm. And South African consumers are still very anxious, although, albeit that they have improved from year on year. You know, so currently 54% of consumers are showing the signs of high anxiety, particularly around financial well-being, whereas in the previous year, you know, that number was in excess of 60%. So it is improving, but there is still an element of anxiousness in the system. And if you think about, you know, what's driving the financial uh, well-being anxiety, there are a couple of things. I think one of the concerning things for me is that 60% of people are saying they don't have any money left over Mm. at the end of the month. And two-thirds are concerned about their level of savings, which I think impacts their capacity to absorb future financial shocks. So we might have, I think, over the last year or two depleted savings, and we are still worried about how much money we have left over at the end of the month. But at the same time, you know, there is a, there is an, a, a sentiment to, to still enjoy Christmas and spend over the season. Roger, just going back to those figures you mentioned, 60% highlighting yeah. that they're under pressure or don't have change left literally at the end of the month, and two-thirds yeah. also highlighting that they remain incredibly anxious. This is significant because this largely speaks to the large majority of South Africans. Is this right across income levels? Um, actually, our survey covers three income levels, low, middle, and high. Mm-hmm. Um, and interesting to see, if you look at the, you know, the, the spending intent, you find that the, the lower income levels tend to focus on groceries and housing. Um, and the, the sort of middle to upper income levels tend to spend some of their, their focus around more entertainment and leisure and leisure activities. I think the other thing that surprised me out of the survey, when you look across all three income levels, is that um, the spend on healthcare is quite low. And in particularly, in, you know, for the low income groups. And then the other thing that stood out for me, if I look at spend across the three categories, is that the lower income are tending to want to spend more of their discretionary income uh, on electronics and home furnishing uh, versus healthcare, which is quite interesting. This is really interesting because it almost speaks back to the fundamentals, right? Maslow's hierarchy of needs, uh, food, yeah. shelter, <laughs> uh, and I guess health uh, and livelihood. Uh, what are we seeing in terms of those who are fortunate enough to have additional um, um, savings? Where else are they spending? What about our vehicles? Yeah. Uh, I'm aware that we're not yeah, buying sure. brand new anymore. <laughs> Look, the, the other thing to notice is that, you know, some would argue that in the current day and age, 
Maslow's hierarchy will include data and electronics. Ah. That's like a necessity <laughs> to survive, right? That's true. So, and, and, and just looking at the lower income levels, I think, you know, quite often that is a means of survival, you know, connectivity, um, getting to and from your employment. So I think the, 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 the basket of, you know, necessity and goods uh, is including that more and more. If you look at sort of vehicles, um, you know, we've been tracking the vehicle sentiment for some time now. And, you know, for some time it's been depressed and there has been a sentiment in the survey, you know, where over 50% of people are delaying big ticket items, but there has been some form of interest expressed in terms of, you know, wanting to to actually start moving back into the vehicle market. So at the outset, 37% of people are saying, we're just staying out the market and we, we're happy with the vehicle that we have. Mm-hmm. But there has been some consumers that are saying, you know, we, we're driving existing vehicle, the new vehicles are coming out with some nice features that we'd like to have. And also the cost of maintaining our existing vehicle is becoming too prohibitive. So there is starting to see some sort of shift towards, you know, replacing uh, vehicles, whereas previously, you know, that was certainly off the table. The other interesting thing to think of, to talk about is, you know, the, the appetite for electric vehicles. Um, you know, I think the majority or well, 56% of our consumers surveyed still prefer fuel, you know, fossil fuel driven vehicles, traditional fuel driven vehicles. But I think there is, while we're saying 36% of people are saying, you know, we, we would consider an electric vehicle. However, the big challenge that we currently have is the cost, the cost of, of, of acquiring those vehicles. And in fact, if you look at the press this morning, mm-hmm. there were reports saying that, you know, uh, incentives around buying electric vehicles in the short term are not really going to be changed. Oof, that's a tough one because it essentially means mm-hmm. that we are holding on to uh, the vehicles that we have in the, uh, for the moment. It is the festive yeah. season though, Roger, and typically December in South Africa is known as holiday time, right? As families and mm-hmm. uh, individuals try to spend time with their loved ones and just, you know, relax and rest and leisure. Mm-hmm. Uh, help us understand what we're seeing in travel and hospitality. I think you're spot on, Gugu. You know, the the focus is going to be very definitely on spending more time with family and friends. The biggest thing that came out of the survey to me was that 88% of people surveyed same, saying that affordability is a big challenge in terms of travel, and they will not be doing it because of that. Um, the next best reason for not wanting to travel lies at 27%, where people say they prefer to spend their money on other things. But 88% saying, you know, we don't have money to travel is big, which means they're going to do more of socializing with friends. Of those people that wanted to travel, um, it's quite interesting to see um, people choose uh, proximity over the quality of lodging. You know, so although 46% of people are going to book in hotels, mm-hmm. 40% of people are saying they're actually going to seek private accommodation as long as it's closer to the proximity of what they want to do. And there's also a prioritization of experiences. And people have indicated that they are preferred they prefer to travel further as long as the expectations of experience are met rather than sort of saying local and, and cheap. This sounds really intriguing. What I'm also, I guess, concerned about, but also optimistic about, we've highlighted how resilient we are as South Africans. We are feeling the strain. There is a sense of anxiety. And this is typically where credit uh, comes into play. Uh, What are we seeing in terms of our credit use? And should we also be cautious as to how South Africans approach this, given that January is around the corner? Yeah, you know, I mean, traditionally, you know, people have spent quite a lot um, in years gone by and pushed their credit limits up. My sense is, is that the credit limits are quite high already. Um, you know, so I think spending is going to come down to what discretionary spend you have available. You know, people, as I said, have depleted their savings and are concerned about the levels of savings. So it's around discretionary items. And, you know, the other interesting thing that came out of the survey is if you compare 
the discretionary items among emerging markets. You know, you see countries like India, Brazil, um, China, uh, Mexico, they all, you know, consumers in those markets are wanting to spend up to 33% of their wallet on discretionary items, mm. whereas us as an emerging market and also part of that BRICS, uh, you know, membership, we are spending closer to 23%, which mimics more of the of the established markets. So the one thing you can read into that is, is that wow. obviously we don't, we are not growing as fast as the other emerging economies. And the other one is, is that the sentiment of our consumers mimics those of the more established markets where we've been more mm. conservative about our financial outlook. So if this was like a football league, we'd be basically playing with the <laughs> consuming and shopping would uh, be one sector where South Africa does well, where we compete with uh, uh, developed economies. Is this what I'm understanding? <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we, I think we're competing with developed economies on our, on our lack of like wanting to spend. Mm. And we're being more conservative. Whereas in the other emerging markets, you know, consumers seem to be more freely disposed towards spending more money, you know, over the season. So I think, you know, when we complain in the league, we're in the league of people that spend more conservatively rather than the league where people are out rushing there and spending more and scoring goals, to use that metaphor. 100%. Uh, Roger, I know this might be an unfair question, but I can imagine it does speak to mm. certain uh, sectors of the economy that are well positioned for this growth. In my mind, I'm just thinking about the recent news flow of uh, Spur getting um, 60% of uh, Dopio Zero restaurants. Uh, we think of Tsoho Sun and Sun International, how they've reported stronger earnings and preparedness for the festive season. Uh, and maybe even the retailers who also might do significantly better. Are these, I guess, sectors for us to be mindful of and, and to watch? Uh, and who would essentially benefit from this uh, resilient consu- consumption activity? Yeah, look, I think I think the spend is going to be skewed towards grocery, um, grocery, food and beverage, because we're going to be celebrating at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be a value offering, you know, so the retailers that are close to understanding their value offering um, have a good customer experience proposition of building customer loyalty. And there's one or two retailers that are really doing well on that now. I think now's the time to, to you know, to gain that portion of spend. Um, big ticket retailers in terms of, um, you know, the big ticket uh, items, you know, our survey is saying that that's, you know, the, the, the spend is going to move slightly away from that and more towards retail. I think from a hospitality and leisure and entertainment sector, um, we're going to see some of the middle to upper spend on that. But the majority of the spend is going to go towards food and grocery and sort of entertaining at home uh, with relatives. 100%. Sure, going back to basics. Such a pleasure speaking to you, Roger, and thank you so much for helping us understand some of the latest consumer insights. If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.